What's happening, friends? It's Rob Z, Living Forward. What's Living Forward all about? It's a simple concept, really. The concept of Living Forward is, uh, I like to center it around, we have uh, like 80,000 thoughts per day, something like that. Of those 80,000 thoughts we have per day, you know, over 90% of those thoughts are old repeating thoughts that happen over and over and over again that shape the situation of our life and direct the course of our life. So why not put new positive thoughts into your life and change your way of thinking, improve your way of thinking, and, and get outside of the box every once in a while. Gloria Kaminsky, who is on this episode, runs a business called Chi Strong, which Chi is spelled Q-I. Chi is all about the body's natural energy source. It comes from Eastern medicine. And she runs uh, an acupuncture store, facility, whatever you want to call it, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I got connected to, to Gloria through a wonderful man named Jose Otero. I feel like our vibrations met, and that's why we met each other. So we'll get into a lot of that during the episode. I want you to have an open mind during this episode, too, because Gloria is powerful, and what she does is incredible, and I, I really believe in her work, and I actually have been there multiple times for work uh, on myself, personally. Now, let me just dive into what she's all about. So Gloria is a registered nurse, so she has a lot of experience in Western medicine but found that there were things in Western medicine that were lacking her and her patients, so she also dove deep into Eastern medicine as well. Um, practices that are thousands of years old, like acupuncture and gua sha, which I had never heard of before, cupping, uh, pulse reading, all kinds of incredible things, uh, something called NET, and, and I really believe that you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. I really value what Gloria does. I think she's amazing. You can find her on the internet, look up Chi Strong LLC on Facebook. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into it and talk to Gloria Kaminsky. Prepare for your mind to be blown. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to Gloria Kaminsky for joining us today. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Very nice to have you back. And so I, I want to open this up with a question because, I, uh, first of all, I love what you do. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like amazed by you. And I think it's super cool that I know somebody like you and locally in the central Pennsylvania area, there's somebody like you around to really help people. Uh, and as I explained in the intro, you know, you have your registered nurse, you're an RN, but you've also practiced lots of Eastern medicine. So, and I've always been very curious about this because America seems to kind of poo poo a lot of Eastern medicine and strictly sticks to the scientific Western medicine. How can those two, the Western and the Eastern the ancient medicines and the, the newer age kind of medicine work together? Well, I think it would be really important if we got um, a platform or a council where Eastern and Western medicine, you get some doctors and you get the nurses or the acupuncturists like myself, when we came together um, in terms of whether the person has anxiety, the person has depression, those two key ingredients, if I'm treating them with um, acupuncture, it's going to open a lot of other things up for the doctors where they can go and address other issues that the client is having. Um, not to mention now with like COVID and everything, like a lot of lung issues, I can go in there and I could really open up the lungs. I can with cupping or with gua sha and the person can actually can take a deeper breath. Um, you can see that with a lot of the COP, uh, COPD clients as well. Um, not to mention like quitting smoking, weight loss. That's something that we can work in adjunct with Western medicine and we can help with that. Um, the other thing I like as well is IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, medications can only go so far, but we know that like eight, 70 to 80% out there is related to the emotional aspect of it. So what I like about Eastern medicine is we can address the emotional aspect as well. So when they go back for their doctor's appointment, you know, they can get to the root of other issues that might be going on. Because sometimes you, you and I both know you only have so much time with that doctor to get your, you know, get your points across or what you want to address in the treatment. So, yeah, and I think that like um, you said that we know that 80% of the, the problems come from like emotion. I think you and I might know that, but a lot of people yeah. don't know that. They don't right? know that. And, and it's also difficult to even process what that means because of the way our culture has kind of taught us how the, the body I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong here but I feel like western medicine has kind of taught us that the body is like a car 
So you got to get under the hood and fix stuff like you're a, a mechanic working on a car, which is just one little piece of the puzzle. One little piece. Yeah. Yeah. So how, and I, I'd like to hear your perspective on this. Cause I looked up, like I even looked up acupuncture. I just Googled acupuncture on Google. And one of the first Google searches kind of said it was like an unproven form of medicine. And it's, it, 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 it kind of like poo pooed it. Yes. In like the first paragraph. Yes. And I was like, and that was like one of the first search results. So what do you see from doctors? Do, do a lot of doctors accept like acupuncture and gua sha, which I had never even heard of until you uh, practiced it on me and cupping? Is that becoming more accepted or is it's it still becoming, like a uh, hump to jump over? It's kind of more prevalent um, because the doctors are themselves are getting overwhelmed with all these issues that are coming in. Um, as far as how you were saying the... Um, how do, how do we validate acupuncture? Well, there are a bunch of MRI studies that show when the individual did have needles in, there are certain receptors and it's shown in these MRI studies that actually light up. Mm -hmm. So you're making that whole body connection whereas sometimes when we go to the doctor, we're picking out segments. Whereas to maybe treat a lung issue that someone has, I have to adjust their stomach issues. But sometimes, you know, when we come into the doctor, I don't want to say they have to really focus and almost be a little bit more narrow-minded, but that's the point. And when I go in even for, you know, appointment or whatever, everything's rushed. You know, you can't even say, Hey, I'm having trouble having a bowel movement. And then they, they go on to the next topic. So I just think they don't have the time to sit and address all these issues. Whereas if we work together, you know, I can work on the emotional, I can work on the physical, the pain, and then they can go back in and address a lot of the other issues. So do I see acupuncture coming more in the hospitals? Yes, absolutely. Um, as far as even over in China, what they do, they always have an acupuncturist on staff over in China. So I, I would love to see an acupuncturist in the hospital or, you know, helping out with the doctors and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be amazing. It'd be amazing to get past that point. And I guess I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm coming back to this car analogy, but it's like, there's a mechanic who works on the car, but there's also the diagnostic testing that has to be done on like yes. the electrical system and all that kind of stuff. And, and I feel like that's like a combination of like the Eastern Western medicine philosophies. Uh, and, and you're saying about the MRI, I think the MRI really does. And a, a lot of the heart math stuff really can prove that this is, this is real. It's real. When they it's study, real. so there's been like a lot of studies done on Buddhist monks uh, and they'll, they'll put them in a meditative state and then put them in an MRI machine in that meditative state, and they can see real-time functional changes exactly. in their brain waves. So mm -hmm. it proves it. So the science actually, the Western science actually proves the Eastern philosophies. And I think for myself personally, that's what I've always needed. I, that's why I love somebody like Dr. Joe Dispenza, because he takes the, those Eastern medicine practices, combines them with the science from, uh, from Western America, and it's like, here's the proof of what the Eastern medicine has been saying has been happening all along. Here's the proof through science and technology and bringing those two together. And a lot, I think maybe the issue is a lot of people just don't pay attention to that. And they just go to the doctor and they think the doctor is going to fix them. And when the doctor doesn't, they're, yes, they're lost. Also, I think people are scared. Some people are scared of the truth. Mm. Whereas, you know, <clears throat> even the clients that come in and see me, they, something that they thought they forgot about 10 years ago comes up in treatment because I do that through the pulse diagnosis. But I think a lot of people, you know, when something comes up, they're reluctant to even go to the doctor because of the fear of the unknown. Right. So I think if we make that transition a little bit easier, that you're going to see more people even going to the doctor's office that maybe didn't go on these regular routine visits. Boy, that is such a huge point that is so true yeah. it's the fear of the unknown yeah, the fear of facing truths that you've buried so that's like a whole different subject altogether is how do you yeah. how do that's you get like, somebody to face those truths yeah that's really tough it's almost like an entrapment within your body yeah so um because i i've had to do I, I don't know what kind of family you come from, but I, I come from a family that, you know, didn't talk about a lot of things. So a lot of, if it was trauma or just disagreements or just, you know, not even just, just 
just not bringing things up, just kind of sweeping them under the rug, which is not a way to fix anything. It's a, it's a very bad coping mechanism, but it's very common amongst a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What are the steps? And, and this might be for a, a psychologist to answer or something like that, but I'm sure you have some insight. Like, what do you see when somebody comes in? Uh, if they come through your doors, but you can tell that they have a lot of fear, they don't want to face those truths. Do you reveal those truths to them? How do you do that? How do you, because until somebody comes and sees you, they might not understand that you're, you pinpointed things in myself that I was like, well, I didn't say that. There's no way. Yeah. How did you, how did you pick these things up? And once you said them, I, I feel like I'm, I've done enough work where I'm perceptive and open enough to be able to be like, oh yeah, that's a problem. But a lot of people, do they not even admit those problems? What's that like? Well, there's some people where <clears throat> like, it's easier if someone's open to the idea, obviously, but if someone's not as open, it's a little bit harder for me, but I will get to the root of it. Um, there's some people where I told them certain things that happened in their past, or um, we don't address any emotional work at all because that's their choice. And there's some people that never came back after I was open and honest with them about certain things. But then there's some people that three months later, they came back and they said they just needed that time to process what was put in front of them. And that's understandable because everybody processes different things in their own time. Boy, that is so huge. Cause before we started recording, you were saying about, you know, how people have to let things happen on their own time. time. Yeah. So if you give somebody comes in or in any situation, somebody reveals a truth to you that you don't want to face, you might, fully resisted at first and it might take days weeks months or years or decades some people to like accept those things so you really can't do much do you feel that way like there's not much that you can do until that person is ready to accept those things and get past them I actually feel like I plant the seed so to me even like if um when they first come in like like you were saying it's all an experience so i plant that seed once i plant that seed that gives that person hope that gives them the opportunity to either open up if they choose to or maybe they're just like doing it in little segments that's fine too but to see that once i once i start planting that seed like you said some people might not come back to like a couple months but I know that seeds in there and I know eventually the next message they get from someone else, you might just add to the growth of that. So I think that's so important. We forget to plant those little seeds, even though how small they are, they make a big difference. Yeah. And I'm a big believer. And I, I really try to practice this in my own life that, uh, you know, you either can either accept responsibility or you have to create denial. And once you create, create denial, then you create blame and you pass yes. the buck off to somebody else. But when you're presented with a truth and uh, I think that like, do you know about your reticular activating system in your brain? In terms of how well, it re- like, so the reticular activating system, it picks up on things that you pay attention to and that you deem as important or valuable. And then we'll show you more things like that. So it's like a, it's like the pattern recognition, pa- pattern recognition system in our brain. And I think that if somebody reveals a truth to you, you're you inherently know like oh boy like i like your intuition says that's something i need to tackle and i need to focus on and work on so even if you try to deny it i think you because your body wants to heal or your your soul wants to heal or whatever you like to whatever word you'd like to use um when it wants to heal it's going to start picking up on more things that relate to that healing process Mm -hmm. which could lead them back to you did that make sense that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like too, where this person might not be vibrating at all in terms of, you know, obviously we're living organisms, but their energy might be so muffled. Whereas that's all they attract is like the wrong person, the wrong um, situation. Whereas when we start opening, we start clearing those negative blocks. They'll be like, wow, this person came back in my life or this person is being so positive or I got this new job. I mean, it's all about your outlook on life. That's why with acupuncture, it's not just with the treatments. It's like everyday, you know, lifestyle change with that. But no, I, I agree with you 100% on that. That's now, let's just, because somebody might be listening to this, they hear you say energy and vibration. They're like, oh, 
All right, this is some woo-woo crazy stuff, right? Because that's that tends to be when I first started hearing about how I'm vibrating, I'm like, oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> like many years ago, I was like, this is I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. But it is the truth. We're all made of energy. If you yeah. look at quantum physics or anything, we're we're literally made of energy. So look at our heart heart our heart source. You know, that's the electrical impulses of the heart. Right. Western medicine tends to not even touch that. No. Talk about that a little bit. Like, what is when you say now? I understand this. So I, I just want to ask. I just want to ask this to you for somebody who uh, might have never heard this or may have heard it, but just doesn't understand it. Because I'm sure that you, somebody, most people have gone on YouTube, and when you want to relax, you find like the vibration music. You know what I mean? You'll find like the calming energy vibration music on YouTube. I, I feel like everybody had to have you're trying to sleep or you're trying to focus on work or concentrate, you probably brought one of those videos up. What does the, what do the vibrations do? What do the vibrations mean? Where are they? I mean, you might not know where they're coming from, but what are they doing to your life? Like these vibrations that we, that we vibrate at, what are they doing positive and negative to our life? So you were talking about like, you know, how you go online and you pick out different, um, different Hertz, different, um, music elements with that. So with the subliminal programming, as you know, even when we were younger, or even at our present day, you can have certain situations where that person has ingrained in you maybe a negative emotion that will get trapped in your body. And that's what we were talking about with the entrapment with that. So if that emotion is not released, it's going to harvest, whether it be anger, guilt, um, resentment for all for the liver, grieving, lack of joy. So when you're resetting this vibration, meaning like the heart should be vibrating at a certain level, the lungs, a different hurts with that. So once that's fixed, the attunement of the body is such a beautiful song um, once everything is functioning and flowing properly. Um, as far as the energy, the energy comes from the earth. So even something like with Qigong, I know we touched base on Qigong with that, you're pulling energy up from the earth. So that energy that you harvest is helping you to heal those meridians, to heal those organs. Um, and then once you get to that point in your life where it's just like this negative energy no longer serves me, it's like a, it's like a switch, it's a flip. Then the person can keep on growing from that. Um, so do I think, I think some libidal programming is awesome. It's, it's something that's free that you can get on YouTube and it really works. It's super powerful. And yes. I, so I just want to give this as an example, because I feel like this helped me to really understand how the energy that I'm experiencing creates pain and, um, and issues in my body. So I had this spot in my back that, uh, I had injured many years ago. And when I would get stressed out, when I'd have a lot of anxiety or guilt or pressure on me, I could feel that spot in my back tighten up like a softball. But when I wasn't stressed out, or I wasn't anxious or nervous, I didn't even notice it was there. So it, to me, it was kind of like, I think my mentor, Ray, I always talk about him all the time, but he always says to me that everything is a gift or a blessing. Like everything that comes into your life is a gift if you look at it in the right way. So that pain, that injury to me was a gift. I took it as a, as a, as a problem, as a hindrance, as a curse for so many years. But once he uh, implemented that idea into my head, which he said to me and it didn't sink in right away like we were just saying it took that idea months and a, you know a year or two to really sink in like oh this this what i think is an issue actually is a signal like hey you're receiving negative energy you're not processing it or letting it release from you and that's why your back is tightening up that's why your shoulders are tight because you're holding in and and repressing this energy instead of letting it release itself Yes. Um, so hopefully somebody can hear that. And that, that's, that's why you have a tight back. That's why your lower back hurts. That's why your shoulders hurt. That's why you're getting migraine headaches. It's mm -hmm. not something structurally wrong with your body. I mean, there could be struct some, something structurally wrong, but aligning your energy and correcting your chi, which is what you do, make creating strong chi, yes. uh, that can release all of those issues and the structural issues without surgery or something like that, correct? Yes. I actually had, um, just to bounce back, there's two situations. Um, I actually had three herniated discs where they want to do surgery on. I fix all that through acupuncture, but then also people don't realize 
lower back pain has to do with money issues. So if you worry a lot about money, I know this sounds kind of crazy, um, you have a tendency to have a little, a little bit more lower back issues. The other thing is, even like with my vision um, that I lost in high school, I used to be an all-star athlete, woke up one day, yes, woke up one day, lost my vision. I had to get about five surgeries for that. And my vision, when I tell you there were so many floaters, I went through nursing school, it was horrible. It was like a very deep, dark point in my life, like where I almost lost hope. And that's very unusual for me. Um, so what you were saying, that was my moment. That was my moment of going out, finding this medicine, going out, getting the total eye bright C, making those changes. What and did you just say? I the total eye bright C? Total eye bright C um, is um, a whole supplement that helps with the floaters and the vision in the eyes. Oh, okay. Um, so when I was even taking that along with acupuncture, I was working around the, the meridians around the eyes. My vision went from like 50% horrible to I'm about 97% now. Once in a while, I occasionally see a floater where I end up treating that on my own. Um, But like you said, you get those moments and everybody would have thought that that was just something, okay, I'm going to give up. There's no hope. But I took that and I put it into a positive. And I want to make sure other people can take those moments and make their own positives. Did you feel like during that period, because you were in nursing school and you had lost your sight at one point? What, first of all, what what sport were you doing? You were a star athlete in what? I was. Um, I went to Johnstonville Tech, and I got to. Um, uh, I got to actually play five sports. I did like cross country, volleyball. I, I actually played college basketball. Wow. Um, so yeah, college basketball. With I mean, basketball was like one of my favorite sports. I got a thousand points, thousand rebounds up in Votech. So. Yeah. Look at you. I okay. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit of the jock on that. <laughs> More secrets revealed. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so did you feel like going through nursing school and having like this was like your uh, like your breaking point? Did you feel like Western medicine had failed you in a way? Like you went, you became an RN, and it wasn't something. Something you said that because I won't forget, and I don't know. There's certain moments that stick in your life. Um, I had a big exam coming up and my eye doctor at the time, and he, he worked with the university at the time. And I was just like, you know, my vision, can you write me an excuse? Because I can't take this one exam. If I don't want to take, I mean, not if I don't want if I can't take that exam, it's for a reason. So he said, no, I'm not going to write you excuse. I'm not going to help you out with that. So at that point, I honestly did lose some hope for Western medicine. I thought, you know what? I'm not just saying the right excuse is just to write them. This is something that, hey, I have a lot of floaters at this time. I need to let everything settle. And then I could take the exam. So when, when that happened, literally the next day, I went to the chiropractor. And that's when they did the muscle testing. They found out with the total eyebright C. Um, then I started doing the needling portion of things. So it's almost like I took my own destiny into my own hands. And I think that's the problem with society. Sometimes we rely on the doctors to make the final decision. And I have mad respect for the doctors and nurses, nothing against that, but we have to do our own research. Just because someone tells us something, it doesn't mean it's the right thing for you, Rob. It doesn't mean this is the right thing for me. And that's the problem is we rely on higher authorities, higher power to dictate, okay, is this the path I want to choose? Everybody should have the option for alternative medicine. So with, with all that going on in my life, um, I think that was a huge turning point. Yeah. And I really feel like, and this, this could be a statement where people tune out and and this is where I'm, I'm always very aware of like, because I was in this state of mind for a long time, I would tune out when somebody started talking about a higher power, right? Mm -hmm. But all the answers that we need are actually inside of us, but we're not paying it. We're always searching for somebody to fix us, searching for something outside of us, externally in our world that is going to fix us. And people can't fix you. People, if if you can't fix yourself, you can't fix anybody else. You can't rely. Of course, a doctor can help. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's not like, and I think our society often wants to throw everything out. Well, if the doctor didn't fix it, then doctors suck and screw all of that. And I'm I'm screwed now. And that's the blame factor. That's the blame factor. You're saying you're projecting that blame on someone else because it's easier to do. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's easy. It's easier to do. Right. Um, but the, but you can only, you can really know what's truly wrong. And I, and I feel like, cause I thought at one point I need to get surgery on my back. I can't fix this. My back hurts so bad every day. I have to get surgery. And then something I was listening to a podcast really, <clears throat> but it was something inside of me that said it was a podcast about meditation. And I'd been interested in meditation for a while, but I was like, why don't I try meditating? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it worked right away. And this is another major issue is that a lot of people think, well, I've been meditating for a, a week. I've been meditating for a month. I've been meditating for a year and it's not working. I know but because like you really have to get in the mindset of this is a lifetime. It's just like dieting. Like this is a, a, a this is a lifestyle change, a lifetime journey and not like, a, oh, I'm going to fix this and then I can go back to living the way I wanted to. No, that's not. That's not how this all works. And that's painful, but that's the point. You can only grow through pain normally. Like usually you have to experience pain to be able to, it's just like working out. You have to break a muscle down and, yes. and provide pain and, and the, the breaking down of the muscle then rebuilds it back stronger than it was before. That applies for everything in life and in the universe really. So um, I, I, just, I feel like a lot of people struggle with those things, but that's because we haven't been taught that you have to think i think our society in america really teaches really trains us for the quick fix and that we think we 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 play god a lot instead of mm-hmm. letting things actually happen in the way the universe works which which takes time a lot more time than it normally takes and i had somebody once tell me um that what you think is, and this was this, this applied to business, but I think it applies to everything. What you think is going to happen in a day is going to take a week. What's going to take a yeah. week is going to take a month. What's going to take a month is going to take six months. What's going to take six months is going to take a year. Yeah. And it, it's never on your time. Mm-hmm. And if you try to force it, then you're forced and you're fighting the laws of nature, which you can't win. No. So you're going to experience a lot of pain and trauma through all that. And that's why when people come in, they're like, how long do you fix me? Um, <laughs> I have to laugh at that one up first. Um, cause first of all, I don't fix anyone. Like how you were saying with higher powers, I do believe people have, I do believe a, a power works through certain individuals that were meant to do what they need to do, whether it be a doctor, massage therapist, an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, but then also those chiropractors, doctors, therapists, they need to remain humble. Because sometimes what happens is if you get too big of a head, then you you lose what you're put on this earth for. And then that can be detrimental to the client as well. So I think maintaining of a happy balance of becoming humble is so important in this medicine. Yeah, and I think if you're going to go to somebody and you can obviously tell that they don't take care of themselves, mm-hmm. then they're probably not going to be able to help you out very much. Yes because they're not taking care of themselves and they're probably not aligned correctly. Exactly. So you said the word attunement also, and talk about attunement. What does that, what does that mean exactly? So attunement is more, it's related to how your body connects to not only to the source, um, meaning to the universe for some people that are, you know, more spiritually involved in that, but also how you connect to earth, how you connect to your surroundings. So if someone is constantly anxious, if someone is constantly depressed, then there's a disconnect with that attunement. Um, So even like, you know, with bracelets, which I'm, I'm wearing bracelets now. Hey, I got mine on too. Hey! (laughs) Let's Um, talk about the bracelets for one second. So I always forget what is mine that you, (laughs) that you can. (laughs) Yours has to do with the third eye. Um, so it, it allows you to receive information, but sometimes when we open up the channels and people don't realize this, if your channels were so closed for so long and you start to open up those channels, it could be an influx of too much information coming in. So it's almost like it's a good and bad with that, where if you don't know how to balance that energy coming in, you can cause a lot more, you know, anxiety and, and things on that realm. Mm. Um, but the, the bracelets, ugh. What, so what are you wearing? What do you have on? So I have, this is the first one. I got hematite. This is the first one. Um, I deal with a lot of people's energy. So I have to keep rooted and grounded myself. Um, Cause I don't know if you heard a lot with transference. 
Sometimes what will happen if I'm working on someone's pain or if I'm working on stomach issues or the lungs, it can transfer to me. Like I will feel their pain. I will feel, you know, their lung issues, stomach issues. So this actually, hematite's great for pain and it's also great to help keep you rooted because sometimes we feel like, um, even like with migraines and stuff like that, all that energy floats up. So it keeps you grounded where it pulls that energy back down and we're not wasting it. Um, this is also another special one. I have dragon's blood and I have obsidian um, on me as well. That's more so for protection. Um, I love treating people, but sometimes people will come in with such a negative attitude. That's why they're here to see me. Um, but I just don't wanna transfer that to me or I don't wanna transfer that to my clients. Um, so it's very important, even when, when they come in for a treatment, not only do we physically sanitize everything, but we get rid of the vibration because that's, that's what's important in terms of if someone has a negative vibration, we clear out all that vibration. And not only that, once you start clearing that, you're gonna be able to think better. You're not gonna feel like your, your thinking is so muddled. I think this is very important to, to announce right now that I don't understand the crystal work. I, that, that, that stuff always seemed to be beyond me. And I just kind of was like, yeah, that might be for somebody else, but it's not for me. So I think a lot of people, this, this is the point I came to was that you got to have faith in certain things. I trust you. I know that you know what you're talking about. So I just kind of listen to, and I do this with a lot of things in my life. If I find somebody who knows more than I do, and it's something that I feel like I need to learn, then I just kind of blindly listen to them until mm -hmm. I figure it out. And I think a lot of people struggle with this cynicism and skepticism. Uh, there can be healthy skepticism, I suppose, but I find that we, we tend to keep, on, keep ourselves from great things, from possibilities in our life, because we're skeptical. Just because it doesn't fit the norm or it doesn't fit the things that we've learned in life. I mean, you've got to like some, and I love doing this. I, I've really found that I, I always get value out of like, this person knows what they're talking about. I'm going to blindly listen to them. I don't get it. But the only reason I don't get it is because I haven't spent enough time around it or with it. So I need to just let them tell me what to, what to do and then just kind of let myself figure it out. And I feel yeah. like that's, that works pretty much every single time that's key. you know and i feel like a lot of people just they hear the term vibration they hear crystals they they hear uh acupuncture any of those things and they're like i'm out that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm out. I'm <laughs> or they hear the word god or jesus or anything and they're like nope yeah i'm done this person's a nut what a quack i can't believe they believe in this stuff get what could, and I, 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 there's this guy, Marshall, he's a Marshall Silver. He's a, uh, a hypnotist and, and he's like, I've watched a lot of his videos. He's incredible. And he said at one point, he said, what could be the best possible thing I could believe in? And for him, that was God. And, um, cause he said he did not believe in God before that. And he said, what would hurt, what would it hurt for me to believe in something that people find to be so positive and life-changing? And I thought that was such a profound statement. Like, find the things in life that seem to be really beneficial for people. What could it hurt to try it mm -hmm. and then see what happens experiment, but to just like to shut it off and say, Nope, that's stupid. That person's crazy. And then go back to living your life of misery seems like a bad idea. So I think a lot of people just have trouble just trying things out and experimenting with things. I think it all, like, it depends what environment they grew up in too. Like if it oh, was yeah. a loving, nurturing environment, whereas I see people that had so much physical, mental abuse where they think no one's ever going to love me or no one's ever going to value me. Why even try? Um, or even like, you know, we were talking about even like with our children, we might say some negative things to our children, but it's only going to affect that child. It's really not going to even affect the parent because the child will keep loving you. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens, you know, how you were saying with all these different negative experiences, cords might need to be tied. I mean, uh, excuse me, cords might need to be severed. So it might be, hey, this is a family member. But if that family member is doing harm to you, unfortunately, it might be a permanent separation or it might be a temporary separation until you get the help that you need with that. Um, so I think that's so important that unfortunately, you know, we have family that's our bloodline, but cords might need to be severed with that. 
Yeah, I mean, look at the people in your life who are close to you. Are they happy? Are they progressing? Are they moving forward? Mm-hmm. Or are they stuck and angry yes. and, and negative? If they're stuck and angry and negative, that just because that's what you're used to doesn't mean that's what you should be doing. Why not, mm-hmm. why not break those chains? Why not change yes. those patterns of 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 um, your your family lineage? You know, I I I love that concept. So. Uh, let's just I, we've we've touched on this, but so energy gets trapped in your body, and what what can that energy do to you? Because I mean, we we did talk about this, but I want to get just like a <clears throat> a statement from you on it. Like, mm-hmm. what can that do to you physically and emotionally? Like that, how does energy get trapped? Number one, and what does that do to you? Okay, so as far as energy gets trapped for numerous reasons, um, it could be like we talked about with the past experiences, it could be um, from family members, it can be from workplaces, it could be a trauma, a traumatic event that maybe you have happened at seven years old, that, hey, you say, I forgot about it, but then the body keeps on reliving that. It's like nothing's broken, it's the same rhythm, the same 24 hour cycle, nothing's gonna change with that. And why is um, that? Because A, they don't have the energy to change it, or B, they don't wanna change it, or they don't know that there's a problem. Right. So a lot of people, like how we say, they just wanna mask it over. Sometimes people don't realize and spiritual work, energy work, it takes a lot out of you, whether you're, you know, performing it on someone else or receiving it. It's, it's on a different level that, you know, unless you felt the chi, unless you felt things moving, you can't even begin to realize the capacity of that level. Um, and I think that's where I'm seeing a lot of people coming in. It breaks my heart because a lot of people don't even have the energy to deal with certain instances that happen because they got, they're working two jobs, they're taking care of family. So we're always putting ourselves on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And, and once we can realize that, hey, we don't need to put ourselves on the back burner. Even I tell people, I know you're busy. Even if it's 20 minutes out of the day where you say something positive to yourself. And, and how many people, the first thing they wake up, my life sucks. I don't want to go to work. I don't like the way I look. I, I mean, don't like the way I feel, that's, I don't like the way I feel just to break in real quick. I think that's so important because I feel like I, I, some, my, I, my wife can pop out of bed and be happy. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to pop out of bed and I'm always popping out of bed, kind of still tired. And for whatever reason, and I've heard people talk about this, Jocko Willink, who's pretty uh, a famous um, podcaster and very into discipline and, and stoicism. Like he said, I wake up every morning with negative thoughts. I wake up every morning feeling like I should give up. And then I just say, nope, I turn the yeah. switch and I reprogram myself. But if you don't consciously do that, then you're just going to, because I think a lot of us wake up with like, uh, like you said, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't feel like doing this. Da, 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 da. And if you keep that negativity, it's just going to stay there. If you don't swap yeah. it out, you're kind of stuck with it. And that's where the subliminal program comes into play. If they retrain the mind, if they, you know, do the subliminal programming, it's going to retrain those receptors. It's going to get those feel good receptors going with that. So that's so important to, you know, put a stop to that. Um, And then the other thing is, of course, if you say, hey, this sucks, that sucks, then what your vibrating is going to suck. What comes back to you? Because like you're sending that out. People don't realize how important that is. You're sending that message out. And we can't, like, when you're saying things to yourself, like, I don't want to even like, for instance, cancer, I don't want to get cancer. The body doesn't recognize don't. So it's going to take that don't out and it's going to say, I'm going to get cancer. Mm -hmm. And then how you were saying, like with emotions that what are, what are things that can happen? I really believe, and I see this with a lot of people, even like with cancer, it could be something that's Um, eating away at them. And I do believe if these emotions are not taken care of, then the root, it's going to get deeper and you're going to have, you're going to end up with cancer. I mean, of course we got to look at someone's diet, the chemical and this and that, but um, I've seen so many people where it's like, they were so healthy and they even, they've, they've eaten whole foods their whole life. And then they end up getting cancer. But then when we look a little deeper, like some people with throat cancer, they were not, they never felt they were heard. They never thought like their loved ones actually heard what they were saying. Um, Some people with, I'm seeing even like with ovarian cancer, 
I mean, even I don't want to get on the topic of it, but like a lot of people that even get abortions, that's a big, deep rooted issue where I'm seeing a lot of people tucking that down and it might not affect them now, but it could affect them 10 years down the road with that. So the problem I'm seeing though, like even like with the society and stuff like that, not only do we put the blame on other people, but when people are vulnerable, we don't help them. We actually hinder them more or we make fun of them. Right. You know? So. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the old path of what has happened, but it doesn't, it just doesn't have to be that way. No. And I feel like, um, everybody wants kind of what we're talking about. Everybody wants these things to be released, even if you don't know why you're not. And I had this so many times in my life where I just like, why am I feeling off? Why do I feel down? Why? I don't even know how I got here. You and I talked about this, but I'd be, I'd be in moods where I was like, I don't know how I got here, Yeah. but I'm miserable and Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And it's because I was living unconsciously and just kind of letting whatever had been programmed into me run and unfortunately a lot of the things that were programmed in weren't super positive and it's nobody's fault because nobody really did that to themselves either nobody consciously programmed their thoughts to make sure they were positive and uplifting and um it's just it's a conscious daily effort it's like the work that you have to do on a daily basis to get yourself to that place and the longer you lived in that negative place it might take a long time to get yourself out of it but what's the there's the i love that quote um you can either have the pain of discipline or the pain of regret the pain Mm -hmm. of discipline is short term and temporary the pain of regrets long term and forever so you pick one or the other um so when you're releasing that energy obviously you can do it through acupuncture that's that's one of the ways that you help people to release energy energy through gua sha uh through cupping which I, i would just recommend if anybody's interested in those things look them up but go to you in Johnstown on Bedford Street, on Bedford Street, and um, try it out for yourself. If, if somebody's like watching this and they think like I, I, you know, I'm swamped with stuff to do, I don't have the money right now, or I, I don't know about all this yet. I want to like start something at home. Well, how would you say? How can they start practicing? and trying to release that energy on their own, like in their own time. I would say Chi Strong will be releasing some free videos on my website. Um, that's gonna give them a nice overview. So I'm gonna do things on Qigong, that's all free. I'm gonna do things on tapping certain meridians. I'm gonna do things on even boosting the immune system through Qigong tapping. So it's, it's things like this, like, um, Lung one is a very powerful point for tapping. Mm. So the individual, if they're just caught up in themselves, they can take three deep breaths and they could just start tapping. The thymus, awaken the thymus, awaken your mind. So tapping is a very um, nice tool to start using. And like, and like you said, it's not the only person that you need is yourself. And I think that's the biggest part. Like we say, hey, we're gonna go to the gym, we're gonna do this, but we don't have the energy to do that. So if someone could even just start here and even for the elderly, it's something they could start working on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the, I'll put some free videos. I'm gonna do um, videos even on kanji. Kanji is something inexpensive. Um, it's like a rice porridge where people can get their nutrients from that. Whereas before when we were boiling rice, we'd throw out all the good nutrients after we get done boiling, where that rice water is what our system needs, our digestion. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, hey, I don't got the money or this or that, I direct them to all the free stuff. I direct them to the subliminal programming. And then of course, um, like I was just telling you, I'm going to have the videos on there online. Yeah, I feel like it's incredibly valuable. And I'm really glad that you're in our area. And for any, because this is a podcast, it's anywhere in the world. I feel like look into these things mm-hmm. and that sounds so uh, vague but like just start small start somewhere start yes. with you start releasing videos on your page start at cheese strong uh, you yeah. know uh, somebody in your area if you're in another part of the country or whatever start go to somebody and ask them questions and uh, go to youtube and look it up yes. like, there's so much information out there but start that journey because um and that's one the last thing I wanted to really touch on with you is like, what has this journey been like for you? Now you talked about, you know, what had happened to you and how you overcame it. But 
like, what does this journey mean to you? Why are you doing what you're doing now? And where do you, like, what's your goal? Where do you want to take this? Like, what, what is, uh, do you have like a, a driving force, like a, a goal you're going after, or is it just to, to help people and to see people grow? Well, Rob, I'm, I'm going to be real with you in the beginning, when I first started with all this, um, it was to get out of nursing. But of course, it was to help myself with my eyes and everything, because I loved treating people in nursing, but I always felt like there was a part of me that just wasn't happy. I could do more. I'm missing something. Um, not only has it helped to strengthen my bonds with my family, because obviously they started getting into acupuncture, eating well and all this whole foods, but it's helped me to become more enlightened. Um, it has helped me to realize that of course, we all need to make money, but that's not the end result. The end result is when I see someone coming in that's been in pain for 20 years and they seriously break down on the table and start crying, I get emotional with them. Like they, I'm on this journey with them. That's why I don't say it's just a treatment. It's a journey. It's a lifestyle change. Um, eventually, I plan on taking this all over the world. I want to do the magnets more because the person can take those magnets home and treat themselves. I want to do more healing seminars. I want to do more motivational speaking. Um, and then this is something even my daughter, she's eight years old. She wants to start doing more videos with me. She wants to start showing her peers, that younger population that, hey, we might even have to go back and teach the parents about this. Um, so... I just think this is um, with cheese strong with acupuncture. It's something that has only touched the surface in the United States. I feel like in a couple of years, this is really going to be explosive. Um, and I just want to truly help the individual reach their potential because when they start reaching their potential, they're happy. And when they're happy, when they come home after a day's work or whatever, they're going to make their family happy. It's not going to be the first thing that I say, hey, I had a bad day today, was horrible, this or that. They're going to take the time. They're going to have more energy. They're going to play with their kids. And I think that's the problem. We don't, we don't take that time, even if it's 15, 20 minutes, to decompress and to realize what's important in our lives. Just like with Thanksgiving yesterday. How many people say they're thankful, this, that, all day long, which is great. But then the next day, they're saying something negative again on Facebook. So I just, I'm really at the point where it's just, I just really want everyone to feel great. And I want someone to wake up and they feel like, you know what, not only am I going to make an impact on my own life, but I'm going to impact other people's lives. Right. Because I, the, the statement always sticks in my head that hurt people hurt people. So if you're yes. hurt you're going to hurt other people. Yes. But if you're, if you're feeling love for yourself, you're going to love other people. Yeah. And it's really that simple. I mean, it, it's, it's simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy yeah. uh, to process. But that's like, what other goal could there be in life? Because as you chase down all True these goals, I'm, yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. would you say? True happiness. Like even yeah. if you were a multi-billionaire and I've known a lot of people that were multi-millionaires, they come and tell me, you know what? I'm not happy. Right. We think money, we think cars, we think the perfect relationship is going to change us. But why, why do we need all that if we're truly satisfied and we're truly humble within ourselves? Yeah, it all kind of goes away. And I think yeah. as you chase those things, and I, I would encourage, you know, go chase your dreams and, and find the thing that you feel like is going to bring you happiness. And, and you might find out that thing doesn't actually fulfill you the way you wanted it to. And that's actually a good thing. I think, and I think we also, also often then find like, Oh, this, well, this didn't work. There is no answer. I'm just miserable. Well, you just, yeah. you chased after the wrong goal. You chased yeah. after the wrong uh, deity, whatever you want to call it. And that, that means that, Hey, now you mastered that one thing, but now you got to go master another thing and, and really take the time to figure it out. So I love talking to you. We're going to do another podcast because there's about a million other things I want to ask you. I really want to talk about the magnets, um, about muscle testing, more about gua sha and the pulse reading that you do because they're amazing. But we'll leave this the one. NET, the NET, the neuroemotional technique. Yes. I'll write that down too. Yes. NET. Um, <laughs> so we have about 12 more episodes that we're going to go through. <laughs> but, but I just, I'm really, I feel really grateful and I feel like, uh, 
for me personally, I was vibrating at the right place that somebody introduced me to you. Shout out to Jose Otero, who yes. also vibrates at a very high level. So he's going to like you, the, the, the people that you're closest to who are, you're only going to be able to reach levels of, of vibration or consciousness or of energy that people you spend time with and you're around. Yes. And if you resist those people, you can't really get to their level. But if you let that energy flow, you're going to be, people are going to be brought to you. Situations are going to be brought to you in your life that are going to help you level up, or you can help level other people up. Right. And I think that that's, that's extremely true. And, and as you do it and you have to spend time in practicing that you will see the results, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And the other day I just wrote down just to say this real quick, but the other day I was writing down people in my life who have like, who are above me, who I can learn from. And then people that maybe um, are on my same level and then people that I feel like I can offer something to and help them. And if you can get a good balance of those people going in your life, then you're always helping. You're always connecting with people on your same level. And you're always getting around people who can teach you something else. And that's, I think that's the way to live life is like, you have yes. to like keep a balance. So if you're always the person helping other people and you're not getting help, that's mm -hmm. going to be a problem it's training and yeah. it's like that's why i even try to, to teach people and you know just for an end note it's like um when all these thoughts come in our head whether we're meditating or throughout the day you we have to treat it like a cloud we have to know that this will pass even though you might be ruminating on it and it's really affecting you try to just picture that cloud going you know mm. things images come in for a reason but they don't have to stay and that's what I tell people too. You might be, it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be depressed and in pain, but it's not okay to stay that way. It's really not. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I like to hit home with people and just say, I don't judge anyone when they come in, whatever their past is, whatever their history, that's not, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help. I'm here to heal. I'm here to make your life better. I love that. And one of the things that Western medicine tends to keep us it tends to keep us in those places. It just yes. gives us something, a band-aid to cover up that little problem, but it doesn't actually address the real problem. So as I, I can see the, as you bring these two medicines together, Eastern and Western, yes. that's how real progress and, and, and real like lasting change can be made. Yeah. Or just like with Western medicine, it's like we would go in and if you address someone by their name, it's even when I go to grocery stores and everything, I address someone by their name that's checking me out. That is the most beautiful song you will hear is your own name, someone else saying it. When I would work as a nurse, we'd be like, oh, the pancreatic case or the diverticulitis or, you know, and I'm just thinking these people have names, you know? And it's just like, once you get in there and start dressing people by their names, I mean, to me, that's just a door that opens up. I just did a video from Dale Carnegie on um, how to win friends and influence people. And one of the most, one of the keystone points of communication is saying somebody's name. Yes. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. And it changes your relationship with people. Cool. Yeah. Well, Gloria, thank you so much. This is awesome. I love this. I hope people watch this and really get something out of it. If they want to find you, they can go to, uh, name your your facebook page and your website so they can find you um i had to put it under chi strong llc um and then my website will be chi strong.com so on facebook chi strong llc yes website chi strong.com yes. you're on bedford street in johnstown pennsylvania they can find all of your information and get a hold of you and we'll be talking again so thank you very much great thank you